Hello and welcome to Elite Week, episode 36, a special interview episode recorded Saturday, September the 5th, 2020, and this will be released on Monday, so hope you enjoy it. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, he is a consul of the Children of Raxla, meaning that he is in the leadership of the Children of Raxla. I'm going to refer to him simply as Saul for today's interview. Hello and welcome to the show, Saul. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and get this started right. So let's have a little talk. Uh, the Children of Raxla. This is... Uh, this is an interview that we were talking about doing for some time, and we kind of had to line things up so everything was right on your end and, and my end. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about, uh, well, the audience, a little bit about what the Children of Raxla is. All right, so Children of Raxla. At our core, we are very much just simply a group of explorers who like to go out, find some rocks, look for some mysteries, and so on and so forth. Uh, a lot of people tend to look at, uh, at us through a bit of a... Uh, microscope or magnifying glass and try to look into some interesting stuff which we absolutely love uh in terms of like how our faction came about and a little bit of history there is originally it was started up by commander Acellus thorn i might be pronouncing that first name incorrectly in regards to the formidine rift you know him and a group of friends some explorers got together and started looking out under it and after a some debates regarding their name they quickly decided on the children of raxla and then obviously you know most of our audience or most of your audience knows about the uh, history of core leading up to the premonition event with Salome and so on and so forth. Mm. And nowadays we're typically just kind of keeping a lookout for things that Salome would, you know, that she had directly told us to look at, which you can actually find things at the Panacea medical facility, uh, through some audio logs in the station there. And just kind of keeping an eye on things, you know, watching for that infamous club, you know, kind of Illuminati S group operating within the bubble within you know possibly colonia and so on and so forth just kind of keeping our eyes open seeing what's out there you know seeing if we can you know attach any red strings so to speak and then seeing if there's anything can, we can do from it uh ultimately though we're explorers and mystery solvers and we just absolutely love to go find rocks and find some cool things to check out interesting so in, in a way in, in in the broad strokes a lot of what you just described there sounds to me fairly familiar with regard to another group that's very much known within the lore of the game, which is uh, the Dark Wheel, where they're sort of secret seekers and, and people who are searching for certain mysteries in the shadows. It, uh, it's an mm -hmm. interesting correlation. Yep, and a, a lot of people have actually gone out and said that we are the Dark Wheel, we're part of the Dark Wheel, and I've seen some forum for saying, is it possible getting in the Children of Raxel? How do I do this? How do I do that? And it's it's fascinating and definitely very interesting to see people speculate so heavily over a group of people playing a game on us being like these space mason-esque all-knowing folk. <laughs> but they're not entirely wrong on that regard, but it is hilarious to see people draw lines like maybe they're the real Dark Wheels. So, well, maybe we are. Maybe we're, we're not. I mean, really all depends. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, so... I've been sort of a member of your community for a while with regard to, you know, being there in the embassy. And, and uh, I was reached out to by another consul who, uh, at the time, I don't think he, I think he sort of wanted to remain anonymous. So I, I uh, didn't include his name, but I reached out a couple of weeks ago, or he reached out a couple of weeks ago and, and asked me to sort of just 
address the fact that there was a misnomer that was going around the sort of the community that saying, oh, well, the children of Raxlo was a big thing. And then it ended a while back after the Salome mm-hmm. thing, it ended. And that is clearly not the case. The children mm-hmm. of Raxlo are still alive and well today. And I think, uh, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but in, in fact, why don't we talk a little bit about it right now? I think you guys are sort of on the verge of stepping forward a little more into the into the spotlight with some projects that you guys are working on coming to fruition in the in the near to to uh intermediate future yeah uh, more or less i can't really go into any details on the project themselves or what may or may not be coming but uh yes we are trying to you know get a little bit more public so if people want to keep an eye on our twitter feed we're going to be using that a little bit more recently now you know keep an eye on the forums and we're kind of doing a bit more of an attempt to let people know that okay yes we've went kind of dormant we never went away we were just kind of you know is this cliche as it sounds sitting in the shadows kind of keeping an eye on things mm-hmm. but now we feel like is an opportunity to say well why not move forward and do something if for no other reason then you know the dark wheel initiative is a great example of community involvement than to try and get more community involvement going into the game because mm-hmm one big thing with our group and obviously in regards to mystery searching is we are very very big on stories and lore all three of our consulate here are writers we all love to write and you know make stories and so on and so forth so for us you know if, if we're able to kind of tie in some previously existing story in the elite universe and tie it in with some new stuff that's our own or you know other player groups doing things and so on and so forth we want to see that happen so we're going to try and get a little bit more publicly available so to speak or at least publicly seen you know whether the spotlight comes mm. to us or not we can't self tell for certain it all depends on how much traction things get or so on and you know you know how much attention things grab but yeah definitely like our, our twitter our nara page you know things like things like that you know maybe even some more web medium that might be coming up in the future keep an eye out for it because yeah we are going to be a little bit more public facing so to speak yeah i was I was careful even with how I asked that. I, you'll you'll notice I didn't. I the things that I see in in with regard to the children of Braxla uh, community, I keep entirely to myself. And I'm mm. like, all right, I'll let you discuss it how you wish. And if there's a, uh, whenever I get reached out to, I I'm very very careful to clarify okay tell me exactly what it is you want said and not said so that i can convey the information without in any way violating the trust Mm. of you know keeping things keeping things that you'll release what you want to release and if you want me to release it then i'll release only what you want to release kind of thing yeah and we're we're incredibly uh kind of tight-lipped and you know like keep our cards close to our chest kind of thing in regards to a lot of the things we do talk about so it's not that we're trying to you know keep people out as a matter we want to get things straight and have things as airtight and as foolproof as possible before we let anybody else see it you know in Mm -hmm. terms of discovery and so on you know if we discover something like for example the zarara in the formidian rift uh we want to make sure when that goes out we want it to reflect positively upon the community and obviously our group as well so we're very very stringent and very very careful about how we handle things how things are discussed who it goes out to who has permission and so on and so forth because we just really simply want to make sure that when it goes out it goes out right that we don't put something out and go oh shoot no this was wrong ignore that look at this instead Hmm. so in broad strokes sort of how do the children of raxla sort of operate as in like you have a leadership council you have the the consuls is this a thing that you're willing to discuss like how many many 
sort of people are in the leadership? How many levels of leadership are there? What's the overall sort of, and even if not particular, just, uh, you know, how, how many members are there? How many, what kind of projects are, are, are going right now? Uh, in terms of ongoing projects, I can confirm that we have at least one or two coming up. There might be more. Again, I'm not either going to confirm nor deny that. In terms of general membership, like in terms of numbers, again, I'm not necessarily going to divulge that either just because we're, again, like I said, kind of Space Mason-esque. We kind of like the shadowy vibes. We kind of like to keep something secret. Just, it's a lot of fun. And not only that, but when we're double checking and fact checking stuff and, you know, doing like info searches and so on and so forth, sometimes it's best if our guys aren't realized they're our guys just because these former stigma behind our group or, or oh the children of Raxler are watching don't talk about this don't talk about that they might be xyz which we never have any malicious intent regarding anything but again our members some of them like to keep things secret so numbers can kind of divulge into that a little bit in terms of leadership uh, I can tell you how many of us are in the consulate just because it's available on our Inara roster. Like you can go in and see at the top three names there. There's three of us right now currently in the leadership role, which is great because we use dem like a democratic process to make decisions. So a two to one vote works phenomenally. Uh, yeah, there's, there's never a there's never a tie in a troika. Yeah, exactly. And otherwise, like in terms of leadership, like. I can't really break down the tiers, but I can say we do have like, obviously some groups have BGS experts. We have our BGS experts. Uh, you know, we have some people who are very fond of exploration and will take kind of charge and exploration projects for us or in terms of lore, like some people research deep into lore and so on and so forth. So we kind of have our own separate divisions. And again, just because we have people who are enthusiastic about these kind of things, they naturally just kind of, hey, want to do this? Sure. You have consoles, you know, or go ahead. Like, why not? Let's go do it. Like for me, one of my big things before I was console was just kind of like group engagement, you know, setting up like CQC fight nights, for example. I'd make posters mm -hmm. and do stuff for that for the group because it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I had my own little social events branch because I wanted to do social events and no one saw it as a bad thing. So they kind of fed me a, a treat here and there and let me do stuff, which was kind of fun. Right on, right on. So at this time if someone were interested in becoming a member of the children of Braxla, actually it's, it's much much simpler than uh, a lot of people think like we've have gone and kind of headhunted people from time to time but that's actually incredibly rare in terms of us not being open to applications we're actually completely open applications uh if people go to our nara page over our overview uh, going down towards the bottom, there's just a link that says to join the children of Raxa, please complete an application here. Click on that and they'll be taken to an application sheet, which then, you know, we will go through and see if they're a proper fit for the group or not. That's interesting because mm -hmm. I sort of was reached out to and, and you know, had a, had a situation that way. I think it's sort of, mm -hmm. though, with regard to, because I was doing stuff with the Dark Wheel Initiative and there's, it's interesting, uh, you know, being over on that server and seeing the names of people and then seeing the people just just you know not even working sort of coordinated just one person here and one person there and different people within the the dark wheel initiative project that we're working on that are also you know children of Raxla members and they're just mm. working sort of under the radar they're working away in this group or that group or this division or that division doing stuff for the dark wheel but they mm. are children of Raxla. That's yeah 
Yeah, it's one of the things that was kind of going back to uh, talking about earlier, like in terms of roster size, you know, members and stuff like that, is we do have people in all different kinds of groups. So, like, if there's drama going on in one group or one section, at least, say, the PvP community or the Colonia community, or maybe, you know, stuff with the club or, you know, stuff with the Pleiades Resource Enterprise, like right now there's a campaign going on with that. We typically have usually a few members that you know kind of take an interest in it because you know whether they're taking interest out of children of raxla or more often than not personal initiatives it still gives us a very good kind of information circle and again they're not doing it to be snoopy they're not doing it to be oh i'm part of core you know i want to go and see what this thing's all about they're doing it just because they play a game and they're interested like yeah i want to go to the pleiades and you know do some bgs or yeah i want to you know help it spread the dark wheel into a few systems it's nothing that we actively say hey Go snoop around a whole bunch over there. It's usually just people like, hey, we're, we're doing this. This seems kind of cool. What do you guys think? And, you know, kind of spitball and throw some things around accordingly. Right on. Right on. Okay. Well, uh, I, what I think you guys should do, what I think would be amazing is if you had, especially, you know, you have so many writers. If you were to put together a, a, a program that you do on a regular or semi-regular basis called something along the lines of like the children of Raxla declassified files or something where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, here's closed pro projects, you know, stuff that's completely done. There's no operational security concerns at all. We're going to now, you know, put out a story of this thing that we did or put out mm -hmm. our paper on that. I think yeah. that would be amazing to see. Actually, one good thing to look into that, we did a uh, operation a while back that did actually go public afterwards because we released a few documents on it. It was a, a Janus operation. So the Janus mm -hmm. Medical Facility out in the Pleiades, we did uh, a little campaign with that with some writing and so on supporting, you know, via the premonition and, you know, going in with the whole club and you know cabal or whatever you want to call them mm -hmm. kind of plot line it was tied directly into that so if people look up kind of the janus medical facility children of raxla it'll definitely pop up uh, it's actually on the police pleiades historical society uh discord channel in janus mm -hmm. incorporated it was back in 2018 we did it and in regards to that yes i, I do agree and that's uh, one of the things that we want to do with our more public facing side is do something hey here's what we did do something hey here's what we did because again lets people know we exist it's interesting it provides story we all like to write we all like to do things like that so i mean why not there was actually a project we did a little while back that one of our current console led that i was heavily involved with mm. and we are doing a novelization on it to be released or at least i am but real life got in the way like two years ago and i haven't been able to finish it but uh I'm putting that out there right now as kind of motivation to myself to get my button <laughs> gear and actually finish off this legacy campaign novelization as I nice. got a good start on it. I just got to finish it off so we can put it out in its writings and storytelling from, you know, core members, you know, myself, some of the other consulate and so on and so forth. And it was just, a, it was a fun little writing exercise, really like nothing exactly happened in game. A couple of things did, but, uh, you will see a name from Premonition pop up in that. I can't tell you what. He's a good friend of mine, but I uh, can't tell you who that is out of respect for him and his character. But yeah, once I have it out there, he will pop up and everything that happens with that character is canon because it's his character. Right on. So let's talk a little bit about the time around the Salome event. So mm -hmm. 
when Drew Wagar was sort of tapped to write the first book, he wrote uh, Reclamation, and in it he, you know, sort of just whole cloth created his uh, his little world, his little chunk of the lore, and mm-hmm. got it approved by Frontier, and okay, now it's official, and it, it was put out. And then yeah. he went a while where he was doing little side contract work for Frontier, doing little bits and bobs of Galnet articles and this and that and the other. But he was not sort of he he had pitched an idea for, you know, doing a second book and they hadn't responded to him and they hadn't responded and they hadn't responded. And he sort of got to the point where he was like ready to sort of give up and bail out on the whole thing and had sort of put Salome in a precarious situation thinking like okay well that can be a sort of an end to that story i guess if, if they're not going to do another book and uh, and this is all things that he has said publicly on his streams and mm. I'm, I'm i'm referring to that and then he sort of got a surprise contact from frontier saying just out of the blue saying like oh hey we're, we want you to do another book now uh come in and meet with us and he came in and met with david braben they sat and talked and david had pitched this idea of i have this group they're called the club they're this secret illuminati type pulling all the strings people who are you know behind the military industrial complex of all of the governments and you know they're doing this and they're doing this and that and the other in the shadows and david had pitched that book and drew had said like i'm not really interested in that unless i'm allowed to bring my salome character back and like I'll, I'll do your story. I'll, I'll do the story you want, but I want you to let me do the story that I want with my character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, apparently, you know, David has said, yeah, sure, go for it. And they did that. So at that point, Drew started a process of, in, through Galnet articles and through live stream game events and through, you know, showing up and, and doing things here and there, he started a process of sort of building up this whole hoopla of like you know the 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 stuff that basically ended up playing out in premonition the second Mm -hmm. book and in that at that point in some 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 way through all of that he sort of got adopted by the or slash uh, he adopted the children of raxla like the, the the children of raxla as a group of real players and salome as a fictional character that's within the canon of the lore of Elite Dangerous sort of merged together and mm-hmm. and and the, the children of Raxla became the uh you know Salome became the leader of the children of Raxla, you know, nominally lore-wise in-game mm-hmm. or whatever, and the children of Raxla followed Salome and were doing all of these things. And I remember at one point there was even some sort of a a CG or whatever where it's like uh I think it was like Arissa Lavinia Duvall or somebody wanted A done. And the children of Raxel were, in fact, trying to do B instead. Like they were trying to get cartographic data to one group. And you guys were doing you guys were sort of actively working against uh, the groups of people that were sort of uh, arrayed in opposition to Salome. Mm-hmm. And, and even there was a whole situation where in response or how do I say in, in sort of as a vindictive move of showing your displeasure for the act of admiral denton petraeus arresting salome you guys led an assault on on the capital his capital ship uh and and it was even that was sort of the first time because it was thought at that time that those capital ships were sort of invincible 
and yet you forced it to retreat. They like the the group, the the whole group of all, and, and some of them might have been. It might have not all been children of Raxla. Might have been children of Raxla plus a whole bunch of memers plus a whole bunch of you know other people that were just like, holy shit, this is a cool thing that's happening. Let's hop on board. But this wave of humanities, a la sort of Ready Player One, aligned against the company and did a massive assault that was a suicide mission and to everyone's shock succeeded and forced Denton Petraeus's capital ship to actually retreat. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell me some of the cool stuff of sort of that point in the history or, or how that came to be that you guys sort of became this group that was nominally at least led by a NPC? Well, in terms of being led by the NPC, from my understanding was, this was before I was part of the group, was it was a simply a matter of the leaders of the of core at the time going towards you and saying, hey, we like your character. Can we use her as a figurehead? He said, yes, by all means, please do. And that kind of intrinsically tied us into the lore from that point mm. forward. Uh, in terms of the exploration CG that you were just talking about, I believe that they were going up against the Federation on that one. Because that was shortly after that time I had actually applied to join the group. Because I'd seen the name here and there. You know, I remember a Galnet article going out that Drew probably wrote now that you mention it, uh, where an asteroid had exploded. You know, I know Red Premonition will know what that is. Mm. And I remember jumping out to that system to go take a look around. And, you know, I'd seen Children of Rack's name pop up a couple more times. So I applied to join, got in. And so I can't really shed too many details on the community goal or the Patriots flagship attack because I wasn't part of it at that time. I joined very shortly afterwards. Because mm -hmm. uh, again, like I said, I saw the name here and there. The main reason I joined up was because of that CG. I thought, hey, these guys are doing something actively against a superpower. Like, I appreciate that kind of mindset, whether they're right or not. Let's see what they're all about. And so I applied, got in, and here we are, you know, quite a few years later but uh in terms of like around the salome event around premonition mm -hmm. uh that was interesting because i was still relatively fresh to the group i had signed on to be part of uh, i think it was shield i'm pretty sure was the official name we had yep like in some of the you know scouting wings or units to go out and kind of keep an eye on certain systems or escort salome and so on and so forth yeah, there was shield and there was sword. There was yeah. uh, so there was the the protector group, and then there was a group of other people that were trying to come in and harass mm -hmm. any of the people that were yeah, yeah. trying to yeah. get her. So I I had signed up to be on part of the defenseman's team, or the, mm -hmm. the shield team, so to speak. And unfortunately, I got stuck at work that day. <laughs> uh. so a lot of the day of the Salome event was me in between like serving customers, like giving them loaves of bread, was going back to my phone and refreshing Twitter feeds to see what was going on in uh, Discord. But I know immediately afterwards, and again, this is coming from someone who was a little bit newer at the time, a lot of names from the group disappeared. Like a couple of people that I still think of every now and then, you know, I won't say their names for sake of their privacy. Uh, I still kind of want to, well, what happened to that person? What happened to this person? And a couple other people are like, okay, well, I know what happened to them. That kind of makes sense. But a good chunk of the people from that event are still around and still kicking. And really, it's it's hard to say. Like, the group took a bit of a uh, a burnout, so to speak, from that, which is part of the reason why we went into the shadows so quickly. You know, not only was Salome's death kind of... Uh, you know, felt a little bit, we felt a little bit defeated, even though two of our three VIPs got there. It's a little mm -hmm. heavy blow because a lot of the people in our group looked up to her so much and or like he's looked up to this NPC character because it's kind of cool to be, you know, part of a giant lore thing like this and being led by a character in an officially published novel by a somewhat known author. It is all a really, really cool 
thing to experience. And to suddenly have, you know, kind of your tie into that killed off was difficult for a lot of the group, especially with all the real life time and hours and energy they put into it. People booking days off work, you know, people sacrificing some pay to go and defend a fictional character in a video game. It hit the group really, really hard because even though I only took part in a couple of the training sessions, it was a lot of fun. But we were working a lot with other groups that were kind of in line with our cause to be the best, not necessarily PVPers we could be, but to be the best uh, interdictors or, you know, be the best nuisance we could be to make sure that priority A, B, and C made it to their objective. And shortly afterwards, yeah, a lot of people felt burnout. Quite a few members left because they just felt that was it for them for elite. You know, some people, you know, stepped down from consulate and went into more of a advisory role or just plain old child of Raxler role. And uh, yeah, like I said, the burnout was really real and a lot of people struggled to kind of get back into the game, but get back into narrative and lore because all these months and months of buildup had ended with, you know, goal A literally going down in flames. And uh, I know a year after the Salome event, we did do a memorial service uh, to her, just, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. And where we all came out you know uh drew came out as well and we just did a we just did a little memorial service you know we had orchestrated everything in advance you know proper like light shows and so on and so forth you know we had some speeches written it was just for our group it was just for fun you know drew was there and it was really cool for him and it was really cool for us to have him there and you know it kind of felt good after that first year to see so many of the group back together united over you know salome and that storyline just because it's like we are still the children of Rax. We are still core. We are still the ones who went after Patriots' flagship. We are still the ones who, you know, ran across the bubble defending this, you know, this woman, as well as two other VIPs. And it was just really, really nice to see all of that. And we actually held the memorial in the system she was shot down in to just kind of make it hit a little bit closer to home. And it was interesting doing the write up of that memorial. I did the write up for it myself and it was interesting going back over the footage and listening to the speeches to try and get the tone just right because it was quite bittersweet almost it was kind of somber because you know we're all there over the death of somebody you know fictional or not it was the the importance the impact was still there of that character but uh it was bittersweet because like i said earlier it was a reminder that we are still all core we're still children of racks like we haven't gone anywhere we might be a little bit burnt out at the time but we're still willing and ready to, you know, poke holes at the club, poke holes at the cabal, you know, get moving and actively do stuff. And then obviously with Frontier and their, you know, issues with lore and Galnet and so on, a heavily lore focused group had some trouble picking their feet up even further after the burnout, which probably leads a lot of people thinking that we don't exist anymore, that we're dormant. It was just kind of a perfect storm of events to really slow us down in the mud, so to speak. Well, I don't know uh, how you feel about it, but I can tell you from my standpoint, when I look around at the community now and I see, number one, Frontier openly acknowledging that it's time for them to work on story and, and stuff like that and that things are coming soon. And then I see initiatives like the Dark Wheel initiative that I'm working on, uh, some some of the stuff that the Hutton guys are working on, some of the stuff that you know, other people are picking up the threads and you can see people saying like, okay, we're going to, you know, look at what the AXI did with their community goal and, and, and whatnot. There's, 
there are groups that are sort of picking up the reins and taking it forward and taking the initiative. And, and I think that Frontier cannot help but notice that mm-hmm. and say like, okay, there's a hunger here. There's We have customers, okay? These are all our customers and they're telling us what product they want. And the product that they want from whatever different flavor of, of story it may be is all sort of, they're, they're wanting story. And uh, I gotta say, I think that uh, for people who are like, have felt some burnout over time because their story was taking a back seat, I think it's it's about to get kicked back up into high gear and, and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, a lot of things like a current console is talking about is you know, like the Dark Wheel Initiative, you know, the Pleiades effort going on now, like I said, Hutton's working on some stuff and just, you know, overall events in general that are now starting to get moving kind of gave us a bit of a kick in the teeth. And, okay, well, why don't we get back on to doing that? And like you said, now that things are kind of turning more lore oriented, the timing really couldn't have worked out better as long as we plan, execute and publicize our you know corresponding stuff appropriately it can definitely probably breathe some life back into the more dormant members which we which are generally the much much like longer term members people who were there before i was in or people who were you know in the consulate when i was there and so on and so forth which you know goes back i think four or five years i joined the group i can't remember off the top of my head uh but yeah like it I can see that breathing quite a bit of life back into our older members. Like I said, we do still have quite an active member base for who we do have. Again, you know, whether they're doing BH, BGS or exploring or whatnot, but it can definitely bring them back kind of more centralized with the group, do stuff together, do stuff in the bubble, do stuff publicly. And again, you know, have fun with it. So it's mm. kind of a perfect storm gearing towards that. So what can you say about what's coming up in the future that, that you, that you're, sort of wanting people to keep an eye out for the children of Rax on. I mean, obviously you're going to need to speak in generalizations, but mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that, really keep an eye on, you know, current initiatives that are going on. See if we may or may not pop up. Uh, can't guarantee we will, can't guarantee we won't. All depends on if we like the initiative or not. Uh, if things are taking a more lore directed approach, keep your eyes open to that as well. Uh, there was one other thing I was thinking of as you were talking that has left me as my time to answer came up. <laughs> uh, well, I, would def- I would definitely invite you to uh, join in on the Dark Wheel Initiative, but by looking around at the people that are doing stuff, a lot of people already have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, that was something that we that our members were well aware of and were saying, well, if you want to go support it, by all means, go support it. Like, we don't try to restrict how our members play. Like, if they like your initiative, by all means, go for the initiative. And like, we never said, no, don't do this. We don't like this. Personally, like I remember when we spoke about the Dark Wheel Initiative the first time we had ever spoken, I, I personally love the idea of it. It's just because if nothing less, something's happening. Something's, you know, even got a couple of developers' attention, you know, whether it's their job or it's not to pay attention to these kind of things. They're mm. still there. Like I can see them now in the Discord server. And yeah and again back to your question earlier in terms of you know what are we going to be doing in the future keep an eye out on you know expeditions see if we have anything going on inside that see if we have anything going on with other current community initiatives that are happening if things go on forward with lore keep an eye on our like we'll put everything out on twitter that we're going to be doing so all the consoles have we typically obviously like any kind of company would uh we all share the login so typically if something's going on one of us will pop out there and throw something up or follow our own individual twitters and i'm not difficult to find either 
Mm. Uh, I'm not going to spit it out there because it's kind of like giving mm. people a bit of a, a trail to chase. But you have my name, you have my faction. Shouldn't be too difficult. And the official Twitter for the Children of Raxla is? Uh, it's just at children underscore Raxla. Right on. So those people that want to add that to their Twitter list, they can keep an eye on what's going on. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Saul, do you have anything else that you sort of wanted to discuss? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. Just kind of enjoyed talking about the faction, letting people know that, yes, we are still existent. Yes, we are doing things and really expect to see more of us. Right on. All right. Well, Saul, it's been great having you and uh, want to say thanks for coming in. You're always welcome. Let me know anytime that you've got anything you want me to relay or anything that you want to come on and talk about. Right. We'll do. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, and I will see you guys later. All right, so that was my little interview with one of the three consuls of the Children of Raxla, namely Saul. Um, I've got more information about the group in the show notes, so you can check there for their Twitter and their Inara information. The opening song for this episode is Black Fingerprint by Dylan Owen. And the closing music will be Nature by Warmano. I wanted to take a brief moment to uh, talk about something. This interview was recorded on Saturday, uh, but it's not going to be released until Monday afternoon, which means that I'm safe to talk about a little something that's pretty intriguing that is uh, going to be happening on Monday. I highly recommend that everyone check out the Monday frontier live stream that will be streamed under the elite dangerous channel um, and specifically i would like to draw your attention to an event at the end of that stream uh, at the end of that stream you're going to see some frontier uh, community managers uh, go ahead and take a nice sip from their coffee mugs and you might notice a little something intriguing about the bottom, the underside of those coffee mugs. It'll be pointed right at the camera. That's right, folks, the Galnet logo. I think you might know that uh, I posted a little forum post a while back asking with regard to Galnet if we could have it back, please. And uh, I gotta say, based on that little, little hint there, it seems like happy days are here again. I don't know about you, but I am super, super excited to see what comes next. What comes, you know, there's another stream on Thursday, and then there's planning to have a stream on the following Monday and the following Thursday. And, of course, at any point, Frontier could drop in another dev diary or another live stream off schedule. But, you know, we do have regularly scheduled streams on Mondays and Thursdays at the very least. And I think that, uh... I think that that hint has really got my mind spinning on the fact that uh, it seems like the story's back, or coming back, and I, I think the following days and weeks in Elite Dangerous are going to be super exciting times. I've been calling it all along, I've been saying this for, well, since before Fleet Carriers came out, I've been saying this story is going to come back before Odyssey. Um, and uh, I've been claiming that, you know, sometime between August 15th and October 1st is my guess for when the story's coming back. And the reason why I made that prediction was that they released 
fleet carriers on June 9th, I said they're probably going to want to take a couple of months and fix the bugs, fix the problems, fix the, the issues. And then they're going to need to lead into Odyssey with some story stuff coming. And uh, I got to say, I'm feeling pretty good about those predictions right about now. What do you think? Drop a little note in the comments section with your thoughts, uh, as well as you can email me at uh, eliteweek3306 at gmail.com, or you can look in the show notes for the uh, Discord for Elite Week and uh, get involved in the conversation over there. We've got a uh, community question feedback section that is perfect for you to drop in your thoughts and hopes and um, expectations. Again, as always, we want to try to limit expectations, but enjoy having fun with our hopes and our little daydreams here. So let's approach this all with the right attitude. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, like I said, this is very exciting times. And uh, I hope you enjoy what comes next.